Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dawson's Darlings. This is season one, episode six, Baby. Baby. This is literally the sixth episode of the whole series. And things are happening fast. Yeah. You know what, though? I have to say, this is the first episode I was pretty underwhelmed. I don't know. I mean, because it was a fair... I know things. a lot of things happened, but it was a fairly slow episode for Dawson's Creek in general. Because there was really only two storylines that we follow. One of which is with a character that we don't really spend a lot of time with. Joey's sister, Bess. And her little baby. And Grams gets a lot of screen time in this episode, too. <laughs> yeah, she does. This is a big Grams episode. It's like when she got the script, she was like, yes, this is my time. So, you know, exciting for her. But, yeah, you know, a little slow. And by the end of it, I was like, okay, I'm ready for the next one. Yeah. Let's move on. And the next one, which I'll tease at the end, is a bigger one. Good. Big episode. How many episodes is in season one? I think only like 13 13 makes sense, especially after watching this episode, because it's episode six. We're right in the middle now. So it kind of like from a writing standpoint, makes sense for these next couple episodes to be a little filler. Yeah. Just trying Mommy. to power through, you know, we're just trying to get through to the back nine. I can't watch the episode too early. Like I have to watch it very soon, like very near to when we record because I'm a stoner and I'll forget <laughs> like what's happening. Yeah. That's why you got to switch to just alcohol. I'm trying to switch to just weed and like oh, quit cool. alcohol. Oh, okay. But I love alcohol too much, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But I have, I have hard to break myself. up with your first love. True, <laughs> truly is. I have limited it. I have limited. I'm not stoned right now. I just like can't talk. I've limited it to just drinking on the weekends, but like it defeats the purpose when you don't drink anything for five days and then go hoard for two. <laughs> So, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Instead, I just what are you gonna do? have three a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Netflix summary of this episode says, as word of Pacey's affair with Tamara gets out, Bessie must seek help from Grams to help deliver her baby. This episode first aired February 24th, 1998. The idea of the affair getting out gives me gave me so much anxiety. Because I was like, oh, my God, the repercussions must be wild. But we'll get to that. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will get to that. So, as always, we start the episode with Dawson watching the end of some movie with Joey. Literally just some movie. We don't see anything except for the end title card. So, I assume it's a Steven Spielberg movie that I just didn't catch. I mean, I think that's all he watches, so probably. Yeah. Like, yet again, Dawson is forcing his friends to watch what he wants to watch, to do what he wants to do. It's him and Joey. And then we, like, awkwardly pan over to Jen, who's feeling mad third wheel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, it was a funny reveal. I, if it was meant to be comical, it worked. It, I, I thought it was funny because at first you're like, it's there's a weird energy in the room. Joey's like, okay, mm -hmm. movie's over. I got to go. Bessie's due next week. So we get a piece of important information, which is that Bessie is due. Uh, and then Joey's like, I got to get out of here. And it right away feels just like a weird energy. And boom, there's shit. <laughs> yeah. Jen's there too. And she's just like, oh, hey, you guys. Even though Jen is Dawson's girlfriend, not Joey. Are they official? <laughs> I think so. I think, are they like Facebook official at this point? And neither of them seem like they would want to be like, they, I, I don't know. This seems like a couple that's either dating or not dating. There's not a lot of middle ground. Dawson doesn't have a gray area. Mm. I miss those days. I know. Um, Jen feels awkward because this is movie night and it's Dawson and Joey's thing. Joey feels awkward because Jen is there. And then Dawson very helpfully like breaks up the episode for future podcasters with this analysis of what's happening in their little love triangle, which is that Jen can't say if Joey leaves because Grams won't like it, but she can't say if Joey stays because it's awkward. Joey can't say if Jen leaves because then she'll feel like she's driven her away, but Joey can't say if Jen stays because it ruins movie night. So on that note... They both leave, and Dawson's like, what I do? Dawson has no idea what just went down. Like, here is your crash course in being friends exclusively with women. Mm -hmm. They overthink everything. Nothing works, and, and nothing makes sense. <laughs> exactly. Like, this is what you've chosen, Dawson. Yeah. You'd think he would hmm. figure it out by now, but he's so simple. He's such a simpleton. Yeah. 
And then we're in scene one. Bodhi is back. Bodhi. Seeing Bodhi weirdly like filled me with so much joy to see him on this episode. It is nice to see him. Yeah. Uh, Bess is ready to have the baby. She <laughs> she comments that the average gestation for a fruit bat is only two months, which she says is fair. I did not look that up. But I did look up the animal with the shortest gestation period is the Virginia possum, which is about 12 days, uh, which explains to me why there are so many possums. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, just 12 days. Um, too many, arguably. And then the animal with the longest gestation period is the Indian elephant at 22 months. Whoever said that this was not an educational <laughs> podcast, you're mistaken, clearly. We just learned so much about gestation periods. <laughs> you come for the Dawson Screek. You stay for the shortest and longest animal gestation periods. Uh, yeah. yeah. Strap in, folks. <laughs> um, and that's the scene. We just need to know that... Bessie's going to have the yeah. baby at some point. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very in and out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, over in Jen's room, Grams is cleaning up for her. Not super stoked to be a, to see a black bra from Jen. Grams is so prude. <laughs> She's an exclusively beige bra gal. Yeah, only nude. Nude <laughs> colored bras. No lace. Mm-mm. And there's a lock on the back. <laughs> I was gonna so say no one can get it. I was gonna say like four snaps, but you're right. It is there's a lock in the back. It's just like a combination lock in order to get it off, and nobody knows the combo. Not even Gramps. She forgot it. She wrote it down on a post-it, and it's disintegrated by now. It's gone. Long she gone. hasn't taken that brow off in 35 years. In 35 years. <laughs> That's my old lady impression. My sister-in-law thinks it's very funny. I like it a lot. I really like it. Oh, thanks. Oh, that didn't <laughs> that, work. That wasn't it, but you've had no. it. You've had it prior to this. You'll find it again. Yeah, yeah. I'll get it. Yeah. I'll get it yeah. back. Grams is also not very happy to see Jen's calendar, which has a naked man on it, but like make it art. <laughs> <laughs> it's avant-garde. Ah, yes. Oh, yes. It's avant-garde. <laughs> uh, Grams says that in her house, they don't ogle naked man- men, which come on, Grams. And then Jen says, oh, we just pray to them, right? Oh, <laughs> Jen with the sick Jesus burn. <laughs> We're going to be buckle up because you're going to get a few of them in this episode. I know. I know. This this episode does get really religious, right? Yeah. We're talking Jesus and delivering babies. <laughs> and saying like our father in full. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah Which, we get to that. We'll get to that. Graham says that she doesn't recognize Jen anymore since Jenny's too. When she was a kid, she'd go to church with her and now she's making jokes about naked Jesus and uh, Jen because she's 15 feels like she's nailed it with well that little girl grew that little girl grew up graham's like "Mm, i don't think she grew up as much as she thinks she did well yeah because you're still 15 jen you're not like 30 you're 15 i mean we get it you're you're living a fast life in new york with your coffee Mm -hmm. and your cardiothoracic Mm -hmm. surgeon schedule but here in (laughs) caveside you're 15 here in caveside you're still a child which is a needed reminder when uh, we talk about pacey Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. once when i was a youth I think I was like 12 or so. I was in Michigan and I said hell or something like that. And my grandpa, yeah, my grandpa said, you're getting too big for your britches. <laughs> and I was like, wow, oh, sorry, grandpa. What a grandpa thing to say, I getting know. too big for your britches. Getting too Cute. big, yeah. And he was right. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. I never cursed again. Never, ever. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, over at Capeside High, quick mascot check. We are currently using the sign that accurately oh, says that they are the Minutemen. We're going to get a couple uh, shots of the sign, so don't you worry. We can finally stop talking about the mascot. No, we can't. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. Well, it's fixed, everyone. <laughs> it is fixed. Uh, anyway, over at Capeside High, known criminal Tamara is getting out of her red Mustang, just in case uh, the relationship with the 15-year-old wasn't a clear enough sign that she is having a midlife crisis. Midlife crisis. Yep. Uh, so Pacey says he wants them to go out on a date. He's got this whole plan. They can go to Providence because no one will recognize him there. Now, I've never been to Providence, but I have to assume that even in Providence, even if nobody knows them there, they will see still see a 15-year-old with a 40-year-old. Yep. It's still illegal, guys, to be dating. And Tomorrow's like, you know, that's hardly practical. <laughs> no, it's – yeah, you're right, girl. It's even more than that. It is illegal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love how she, like, really – tiptoes on the line of like understanding what that what she's doing is wrong and kind of like 
playing cat and mouse with it. She's like, oh, that's hardly practical for us to go on a real date. And then some days she's like, no, no, I can go to jail for this. And you're like, okay, so you do have some level of self-awareness, but just on your own terms. There are moments that don't Which, last long. No, yeah, no, same. But, you know, you're an adult. I was going to say you're an adult. I'm an adult, too, but I don't feel like an adult. No, she's a different. No, she's a different kind of an adult than we are. All adults are more adult than me. I feel the same way about me. No, all right. I felt 16 ever since I was 16. Like, I just never really got around, never turned the corner mentally. <laughs> um, I still, like, need a, I still call my dad on tax season being like, what's a W-2 again? <laughs> I don't have a W-1. Is that bad? I'm just thinking, like, oh, I guess there aren't W-1s or 3s. No, but there's a W-4. So I guess it, all the W documents are just counted um, even numbers only. I guess. I'm assuming. I don't pay taxes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> anyway <laughs> she's kidding i'm kidding government they're um, listening president biden does listen he is a fan he's a huge fan yeah. he's already written to us so has kamala yeah uh, it's really uh, endearing i will say that one of them was more exciting one of those emails to get was very exciting the other one was like oh that's really cool that they listen it was cooler <laughs> to get the kamala email <laughs> it's a joke. yeah yeah obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. um so Pacey and Dawson talk about this in the uh, boys' bathroom because Tamara says maybe to this date in Providence. To the worst idea known to man. She's like, oh, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> Only if you pay. <laughs> Hold on, let me lock my Mustang. So Pacey and Dawson are speaking in this very secret private space, very safe because don't worry, Pacey checked underneath the stalls and didn't see any feet. So he's like, all right, cool. We can definitely openly talk in this high school where everyone knows the subjects about my illegal affair with a 36-year-old woman. Also, just like kick the door. Don't check under the seat. <laughs> or don't check under the door. Just yeah, kick you it gotta, open. Have you never been in high school before? There's obviously someone smoking weed. Yes, which there is here. There is. And the shot of him is so quick. He's just like, whoa. <laughs> and then we are out. It's so good. <laughs> I don't want to move on to the next scene until we talk about the fact that Pacey was like, she was on the fence. I'm telling you, man, once I get my driver's license or my learner's permit, she's mine. Oh, he doesn't even have his learner's yeah. permit. That's what he thinks is like, oh, bad. Not great. Why doesn't he have it yet? It, can't you get it at 15 in normal places? You can, yeah. I think no, that we're... in New Jersey, you have to wait till you're 16 to get your permit. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You can't drive until you're 17. Whoa, gnarly. I know. Not here. Not in California. Must be nice. It is. It was. Um, and when I turn 16, I'm looking forward to getting my license on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I There is... If I am remembering correctly, an episode that talks about this that deals with Pacey and his driver's license. And I don't think we're going to see that until episode two. Of I'm sorry. Season two. season two. Yeah. Yeah. So sounds like a really um, intellectual storyline. Well, you know what? I, I'm very excited to get to season two. Uh, yeah, I am, too. Yeah. I feel like things are going to really heat up. Oh, yeah. Even though there is a lot of drama now. Not in this episode so much, but this episode. You're right. I, this episode, I did feel like ugh, let's just get through it. Let's have the baby already. Move on. Yeah, I'm not that. I'm sorry, Bess. You've done a great job raising Joey, but I'm not that invested in your story. Yeah, I'm not that invested in you. Um, so as Dawson is walking to tomorrow's class, he runs into Jen, who tells him that there is a rumor going around school about Pacey and Miss Jacobs. That moves fast. Because mm -hmm. hmm. I think it's like he he says he's going to tomorrow's classroom. So he walks out of the bathroom. The stoner kid is like, Ugh. and then the next time we see Dawson, presumably two minutes later, everybody knows. Yeah. Hey, word travels fast when you're having sex with your teacher. I mean, I, yeah, obviously it's gonna, you know, that's hot goss. The tea was hot in Capeside that day. That's what the kids say. That is what the kids say. Uh, so Dawson, I, you know what? Again, we have a good episode for Dawson. Yeah, I have to say Dawson did not bother me at all in this episode. He was actually a very good friend. Yeah. He was like, okay, where'd you hear this? Let's squash it. Let's figure it out. Let's come up with a plan. And I was like, finally, Dawson is being proactive and loyal and not an idiot. Yeah. He does have a semi-cheesy line when Jen asks is it true and he goes 
I promise you I'd never lie to you. So just pretend you never asked me. Like, that's the same thing as yes, dude. So come on. Yeah, I know. But like, I I was into it because I was like, you know what? I might use that one day. Oh, then it was really good. When you do, when you use it, it's going to be brilliant, obviously. Well, yeah, when I say it, it's going to be great. Yeah. But when Dawson says it, obviously, because he sucks at everything. <laughs> but no, I, I didn't. That didn't bother me. I didn't cringe at that somehow. Uh, that's pretty surprising. I know. <laughs> Who am I? I've really changed since episode one. This show is really growing you. Making growing you. <laughs> It's growing me. Making. Like one of those little toys you put in water and then it expands over time. Oh. So now they're on the hunt for Pacey, trying to figure this out. And they run into Joey, who has also heard the news. And they all look down the hall to see Pacey being very close, closely whispered to by a stranger. I assume mm. she's a stranger because I don't think they have any other friends. Well, no. Yeah. I mean, they certainly don't act like they do. Yeah. And you got to love. I love these scenes in this high school because like. You got to love scenes that are so dependent on background reactions and like background acting because like no offense to background actors, but you know what I mean? (laughs) It's going to be terrible as a whole group. Like you can just tell as they walk by, they're all like tee hee hee. (laughs) And you're like, guys, really? That's the best you can do? (laughs) Yeah, it's really good. So now, so everyone looks at Pacey, Pacey. Now everybody knows that Pacey also knows that everybody knows (laughs) They don't know that we Casey know that I know. know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Where's the Friends podcast? Let's do that one next. Okay. Cool. Um, I, you know, I really have to hand it to them for not going with the more obvious move, which is that Pacey has only told Dawson. Oh, yeah. I know what you're going to say. And so I think it would be really easy for them. And a lot of shows do this, which I do not like when it's just like an easy miscommunication, but nobody bothers to take five seconds to clear it up. And instead, they blow mm-hmm. up a relationship over it, which they could do here. Pacey's only told Dawson. And I thought that that was what was going to happen when Pacey looks at Dawson in the hallway. I was mm-hmm. like, no. And for someone who hates Dawson so much, like, don't blame him. Yeah. He's your best friend. Like, he didn't tell anybody. Maybe someone overheard you talking about it multiple times in high school. <laughs> or maybe somebody was like, it's weird that Pacey and Miss Jacobs are always talking so closely. Yeah, they're always whispering together. Yeah. And looking at, like, eye-fucking each other. Hmm. <laughs> Can't believe this didn't get out sooner. But I like that they <laughs> <laughs> didn't... Um, go that route it just feels inauthentic whereas this feels more grounded in reality i agree and it's nice because the show is solely is so based on the idea of friendship Mm -hmm. so i think they really stayed loyal to that idea in this moment pacey to his credit is pretty like aware of what's happening he's he's staying pretty calm not calm but like he knows how bad this is I don't know. It's a measured response that I liked. Speaking of being things being grounded in reality, so is his reaction. I agree. And you know where I laughed out loud, too, was when Pacey was sitting on a bench and Joey came up to him and went, hey, jailbait. I was like, yo, sick burn, Joey. I like it. Yeah. That was pretty funny. It was really good. Um, so Pacey, Dawson tells Pacey, listen, here's the way to get out of it, is to just pretend it's not true. Just walk through the halls. Like, super confident, like, this isn't anything, and then you'll be fine. So that's what he does. And then, so you get the shot of him, like, walking, like, he's totally fine. Whatever, I don't even care. He's like, I don't know, whatever, what are they serving for lunch in the calf today? <laughs> Every single student is staring at him and talking about him. There's not Every one single background s- actor. <laughs> Everybody got the same note, which is like, don't look <laughs> Just away. Just stare at him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then you get a little shot of him at the end, like, by himself. He knows how bad this is. It's bad. He's like, gulp. Uh, and that takes us to act two. In class, Tamara is teaching Romeo and Juliet, just in, cl- in case any students didn't believe the rumor. Now she's teaching Romeo and Juliet. Um, this is obviously Pacey's class, so there's a lot of jokes. One student asked Pacey to settle a bet, real or silicone? And Tamara's response Ugh. is like, oh, if you keep it up, I'll see you after school. And the student says, do you promise? And still, that student gets to stay in class. I'd be like, no, go to the fucking principal. You're, I don't know, suspended. You're, I don't know, disciplined. (laughs) What's that word? So weird. Like, (laughs) I know. They're all being very chill about this. I can't imagine this having had happened in my high school. I'm I'm not going to say I'm sure it did, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did. But if it got out, I don't think... Anyone would have been, like, get casually making jokes like this. No, I don't think so either. That's really ballsy. No repercussions for this kid, so 
Good for him. Must be nice. I mean, the theme of this episode of the storyline is no repercussions. So no repercussions <laughs> for anyone. <laughs> yeah. uh, after school, here's your scene. Pacey pouts on the docks as Joey stops by to talk to him. Hey, JLB. <laughs> I was like, yeah, girl, you got to get one in. You got to punch him a little bit. Yeah. He deserves it. He does. He needs somebody to give him shit a little <laughs> bit. Like, come on. A little bit of shit. Because all the guys were like, yeah, dude, way to get it. And Jen is too busy being a cardiothoracic surgeon. And Joey's just kind of like, Haha, idiot. <laughs> yeah. All my friends are idiots. <laughs> Joey does this thing sometimes where she, it's like, a, I guess this is the choice that Katie Holmes made uh, for this character, which is that she um, will like sit really low in her chair to like pull she, her whole body into a, uh, a little ball. Yeah. She makes herself small. Yeah. And when she's being vulnerable. Oh, yeah. She also, in this scene, we hear the black boyfriend again. <laughs> yes. She wants him to know that she, her sister has a black boyfriend. That, yeah. She is limiting her pseudo brother-in-law down to just his race yet again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a chef too, Joey. He loves a Hawaiian shirt. He's very pro-circumcision. Mm-hmm. Or anti, I forget. Pro. He's very pro circumcision. <laughs> he supports your sister and her birdhouse paintings. True. Although I guess saying my pro circumcision, <laughs> my sister's pro circumcision boyfriend is a little bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah, that one's tricky. So yeah. instead she just goes with my blacks. What does she say? My sister's black boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, but she is saying that because. She knows what Pacey is going through because everyone mm-hmm. is staring down, staring at him as he walks through the halls. And Joey's trying to be nice to this kid that she just met a couple weeks before the pilot to say, <laughs> uh, you know, I know what you're going through. And it's a nice little moment for them. It's just sweet. We never see them. We don't. We rarely see scenes of just Joey and Pacey just like bonding. Yeah. I'm glad that Kevin Williamson obviously got our note from the pilot episode when I said that. <laughs> and then as Dawson and Jen walk home, Jen talks to Dawson about her relationship with Grams. Um, now, having watched this episode, I know what moment they're building towards at the end between Jen and Grams. But you know what? I'll be honest. I don't like seeing Jen and Grams fight like this. I like it when Aww. it's like Jen's just trying to get Grams to say penis. Yeah, it's based in humor instead of, like, actual butting of the heads. Because, you know, Gramps is all Jen has down here in North Carolina. Yeah. And vice versa, because Gramps is, you know, out of commission. Is he, (laughs) where is he? Is he, like, in a coma? Like, what's happening? He's still at home doing his thing. Safer at home. Quarantine king. Uh, At home, Joey finds Bessie trying to get their truck out of the dirt because she's in labor. She's going to very casually... Drive on over there, except now she can't because the truck's stuck. Where was she driving? Like, why were they in the middle of a forest? She, I think that's kind of where they live, like, to get onto the main road. But she was going to the clinic because she needs to go have the baby. Right. And then they're like, well, what are we going to do? Because there's no, oh, the phone got cut off. They can't call 911 because the phone cut off. Sure. (laughs) Rough times at at their house. So Joey says, or Bessie says, like, we got to go to Dawson's to use his phone. Joey's like, I only know one way to get there. My canoe. (laughs) I know, my canoe. (laughs) The shot of them on the boat is like funny and then it goes on really long and then it's funnier the longer it goes. It was a really beautiful shot though. Yeah. I was very impressed and it was incredibly long. It was just like the longest wide shot maybe in TV history. Mm -hmm. Are there no hospitals in Cape Side? Why a clinic? Because of money? I think because of money, yeah. And there's the problem with our country's healthcare system. Yeah, let the lady go to a hospital to deliver her baby. To have a freaking baby, (laughs) not Dawson's Screek's house. (laughs) Anyway, so Joey and her amazing canoe skills are like, don't worry, sis, got you and your black boyfriend. Row, row, row your boat all the way over to Dawson's house Mm -hmm. and it'll be fine. Yeah. It's okay. This is exactly the position you want to be in. With a couple of 15-year-olds. <laughs> exactly. Because Dawson's parents are out of town at a marriage retreat. So they're out for this episode. They're working on it. Yeah. They're trying to get through it. At home, Dawson's trying to find Pacey, but that's going to have to take a back seat because Bessie is in labor on his couch. Uh, they call for an ambulance, but the town is very small. There's only no hospitals and one ambulance, apparently. And yeah, they're busy. <laughs> <laughs> They're an hour away at a pileup. They don't have time. Oh, my God. There's a cat stuck in a tree somewhere, so they're busy. Uh, no one can find Pacey because he's at this at the home of his lover, his adult lover. Ah. Um, which I did not think I could dislike Tamara 
anymore before this scene. Uh, so Tamara reminds Pacey that the only boundary they had on their relationship was that he didn't tell anyone and then has the gall to say, I wonder if discretion was too adult of a concept for a boy to grasp. I mean, truly, like from the bottom of my heart, <sighs> fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> also, the one boundary you had for this relationship your fault. You should have had a couple more. Yeah. Sh- Off the top of my head, maybe just one or two. One or two more boundaries could have served you well. Yeah, maybe. One of them being don't have sex with uh, minors. Feel Doesn't <sighs> feel unreasonable. Right. Yeah. And I feel like Tamara should have been more pissed that Pacey, like, let the word out. But at the same time, like, what did you think was going to happen? Exactly. Um. So Tamara breaks up with him because she... She says, like, listen, I know you want to have an adult relationship and we're going to do something that adults do. We're breaking up. One of us is going to be an adult finally. Yeah. A couple months into this or however long it's been. (laughs) A few days. Doesn't really matter anyway. Six episodes. (laughs) Yeah, that's six weeks, right? Yeah. In (laughs) Dawson's Creek's time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, By the way, side note, we're back at how time is different in Cape Side because this is, again, going to be the world's longest day. All this that we're going to talk about is going to be one day. Yep. And when they are rowing the little boat down the creek, it's like sunset. Yep. But then all of a sudden when he goes to Tamara's house, it's bright as day again. But I get it, man. You got to get that shot. You got to get that golden hour shot. That's what I'm saying. It looks beautiful. It's worth it. Screw continuity. Screw it. When it's worth it for that shot. It's worth it. Golden hour, baby. (laughs) We love to see it. So Tamara dumps poor Pacey. Meanwhile, Bess is having that baby. Yeah, baby. Uh, There is only one person that can help in the entire town. And it is 15-year-old cardiothoracic surgeon (laughs) prodigy, Jen... Lindley. What's her last name? Lindley. Lindley. Oh. Jen and Graham's, our favorite dynamic duo, are going to help deliver this baby. Here we go. Graham and her nurse's smock. Let's do it. Um, Joey asks Graham's for help by saying, listen, I know you hate me. I know you hate my sister. You're pretty racist to my sister's black boyfriend, but like you're a nurse and you took an oath. So I want you to come on over to the party. I love how we finally acknowledge that Grams is racist and Bess goes, you're borderline racist. And I'm like, no, Mm. she's not borderline. She's definitely 100% racist. And I'm glad it's out there now. It's not like an elephant in the room anymore. Like, yes, Grams is a racist. We're all on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. Grams is like, yes, correct. Uh, At the marina, Sad Pacey walks sadly and runs into Deputy Doug, who, as a law professional, has obviously heard the rumor, but he's being such an asshole about it. Well, yeah, we know, we've well established during the hurricane that he is a psychopath. Yes, who just points a gun at Pacey anytime he feels like it. That's against one of the rules of owning a gun. Yeah. So Doug tells Pacey that he heard a rumor about a teacher sleeping with a student, and he knows it's not Pacey because it's somebody a, a student sleeping with somebody so he knows it can't be pacey but <laughs> good one Doug. nailed it but then when was the last time you fucked <laughs> i don't like Doug. he's mean <laughs> he is mean he sucks yeah but but then someone says that the kid made it all up so of course he assumes it's pacey and and he's like and and all i could think of was poor sweet tamara like if you really thought that your brother was mixed in with all of this. This really goes to show that, like, there's no... It's not a brotherly thing where it's like, my my brother's kind of a fuck-up, but at the end of the day, I still love him. Like, he just immediately jumps into him. Pacey lied. Some kid lied. I can only mm-hmm. assume it's Pacey because m- my brother's a fuck-up and I hate him. Like, there's no redeeming quality in their relationship in this episode. No. No redeeming thing for Doug at all. Yeah. Um, Pacey responds with another homophobic comment and then asks why his own brother didn't even think for a second to defend him. Yeah. Yeah. Doug. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm very team Pacey in this whole episode. I like that. I like seeing this, this fire for Pacey. Yeah. (laughs) Back with Bess and the baby, Dawson does the most classic thing ever, which is that he wants to film the birth. And then Jen and Grams are arguing and he's like, oh, conflict. (laughs) He switches over to them. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, you can't even write this. Like, no, you couldn't. And this whole birthing scene, wait, I have to say, though, Grams is such an inconsistent character because, like, she's racist, she's mean, but also she's, like, very 
nurturing in this moment. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's okay. And she like strokes her hair. And I'm just like, I don't, I can't put my finger on if I like Grams, if she's helpful, if she, I don't get it. Yeah, it's not, I don't really understand. I, I like Grams because I've seen the whole show. But oh. she, it's just because she's one of the characters that'll be around for the whole time. So you, you'll, yeah. you know, treasure them. Just like I treasure you. But it's, uh, (laughs) but yeah, she's very unevenly written. And I don't remember if that ever changes or not. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, She's very unevenly written. What a great way to say that. Gosh, you're so intelligent. (sighs) Stop it. You are. Yeah. Grams tells Bessie, because Bessie's like, listen, you're racist. Don't touch me while I'm trying to deliver this baby. (laughs) Good. Yeah, good. (laughs) And Graham says, look, I'm going to deliver this baby. And then you're going to be soft up with emotions and you're going to think I'm the greatest person in the world. You're going to want to bond with me. I will not take advantage of that if you just shut up and let me deliver this baby. And that's it. We're delivering. Now we're having a baby. We got to crack the whip. Someone's got to deliver this baby. It might as well be the racist nurse, adult, the only other adult in the room. <laughs> in town. <laughs> instead of instead of these teenagers. Yeah. God, Joey can't deliver a baby. Are you kidding me? So <laughs> on that, we go over to the school board meeting. Because now, so... So everybody knows now about Tamara and Pacey, about this rumor. Uh, So now there's going to be a school board meeting about it. So things are moving Mm -hmm. quickly. And again, same day. Yep. So (laughs) continue. (laughs) Just want to. Happens in the morning. This is now lunchtime. (laughs) You're having an afternoon snack. Um, We even had a nice little sunset midday, but now the sun's back up (laughs) in the sky. So, you know, it's just a beautiful day. (laughs) Three normal days are one Cape Side day. (laughs) Exactly. Tamara has gotten a lawyer. So that's smart, I guess. Well, that's not an admission of guilt at all. No. But is it weird that this is a school board meeting and not like a police issue? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it is. Like, why isn't the district attorney knocking on her door being like, hello there. Have you heard of statutory rape? Oh, you have. Cool, cool, cool. Why don't you you come with me? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh. Anyway, uh, tomorrow's lawyer won't let her, won't let Pacey talk to her. And Pacey, because he's like... He he's just a good guy. Like he just has a good heart. Yes. What a grown up little speech he gives you. Yeah. So tomorrow won't even talk to him. They've already broken up. She's been a complete asshole to him. Uh, his brother is has already kind of raised the stakes on this speech by saying, "My brother, you know, you're a loser. Of course, you made it up." Blah blah. blah. And given all of that, with really no reason to do it except for being a good guy, uh, Pacey goes into the school board meeting and tells everyone that he made it all up. Yeah. I mean, that's all he ever needed to say, because, like, no one's going to believe a word she says. Exactly. His word will be stronger. And yeah, it was just like a really sweet speech. It was very mature. Not that you even wanted Tamara to, like, you know, be off the hook and, like, not face any repercussions. I'm kind of glad that it ended like this. I am fascinated to hear you say that, because why I have known, obviously, that this was happening. That mm-hmm. this is th- their story, the trajectory of their love. For the last five episodes, every time we've talked about it, we've made jokes about her going to jail. And I've right. leaned into your jokes because <laughs> I know what's going to happen. And Do you feel betrayed? No, I, I, wait, betrayed by your reaction here? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I thought you would have a little <laughs> bit stronger reaction to the fact that she's not going to jail. <laughs> well, I mean, I just knew she wasn't ever going to go to jail. Like, in real life, she should have. But I just felt like, <laughs> you know, for this WB show, I, there was no way that this wasn't going to end with, like, a little bow. Yeah. Because we needed – we. it's more important for us to have redemption for Pacey as a viewer. Yeah. So – and this was the way to go about doing that. And I think we need to close this chapter as well. So we'll yeah. we'll come to their their scene here at the end and we'll talk about that. But I think that as like viewers, we need her to be like out of sight, out of mind, not now there's a court case and now they're, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. Boring. And that's not what the show is. Exactly. Uh, this episode alone was like, ugh, I don't need this episode. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't need another episode of them in court. Uh, over at Dawson's, Bessie is full on in labor. Uh, Joey is super scared for reasons that are currently TBD. Sure, but perhaps put that aside and, like, be there for your only sibling while she has her first baby. Yeah. She's very MIA during this whole thing. I mean, she's only 15. I get it, but, you know, hold her hand a little. (laughs) 
just like you could stand farther away just you're, you're tall you got a long wingspan <laughs> joey's like legit out on the creek and is like one foot in the rowboat waiting to just be like is everything okay okay i'm gonna go <laughs> you got this right girl dawson you can deliver this baby <laughs> dawson do you have a good shot of the vagina as long as your film comes out good that's all i care about obviously <laughs> dawson it's second sunset i have to go <laughs> I got to get the second golden hour shot. <laughs> oh my God. The birthing scene too is so weird. Like I know we're trying to see it from the perspective of Dawson's like filmmaking, but like the soft lighting, it's very like slow and sensual almost. It's so <laughs> weird. Yeah. Bessie is in pain and there's nothing that can be done about it here at Dawson Screek's house. So <laughs> they, Graham's knows a surefire way for when someone in labor is in pain. It's worked for generations. She wants to say the Lord's Prayer in full. Oh, my God. And I have the exact same reaction as Jen, where Jen's kind of just like, are you serious, lady? Yeah. It, it makes sense for Graham's, but I did not enjoy it. It was weird to watch. It felt uneasy, which I guess mission accomplished. And then Jen kind of buys into it, and she, like, says the prayer along with Graham's. But Mm -hmm. this also, and maybe it's because we've seen so many scenes where they start praying in TV when they've, like, given up, Mm -hmm. and everyone kind of accepts that they're going to die or something. So when they started doing that, I was like, oh, shit. Is, like, Bessie and or Baby going to not survive this? Because we're praying now. Yeah. We're fully praying. Fully praying. And I, I couldn't help but think of, like... I don't know, maybe it was Lost or there must have been some movie or TV show where they started praying because they were like, well, we're going to die. So let's do it. Titanic. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, we've oh, talked about of, Titanic on this show. Uh, yeah. um, but I to once again, compare this to to other shows. I like that they have this th- for for what it's worth. Like the Lord's Prayer part is not actually that long. They don't say the whole thing it doesn't take that long. It doesn't feel great to watch but at least they don't go into it we jen says it because as we learned earlier in the episode she used to go to church with graham so it's like a a little Mm -hmm. moment to see like oh there's jen again she kind of you know remembers part of it well yeah you never forget that shit they burn that into your memory that's locked in there forever yeah forever like even i do a meditation sometimes and she always ends with may peace be with you and i always go and also with you Even though that's not what they say anymore. No, also with your spirit, right? And with your spirit, which like doesn't flow off the tongue as well as and also with you. My favorite thing, because you know that I love to get a laugh by strangers, um, is to at the there's a ride at Disneyland, the Star Wars ride where you like not the new one, but you sit. It's like a 3D ride. You just sit in a car of like 12 or so other people and you go through this ride. I don't even really like it very much. But at the end, R2-D2 or one of them always says, may the force be with you. And I always say, and also with you, out loud for the room, for the room of strangers (laughs) to hear. And it gets a laugh. It does? uh, From at least one person 100% of the time. So I enjoy that. That's because you're very pretty. And they're just like, oh, look at this, like, adorable little girl. Because she's making – not little girl. You're not a little girl. That was weird. Look at this adorable woman making this – also, you can make a Star Wars reference or joke to, like, any man, and they're going to be like (laughs) – Even though I don't get it. I don't either. Some I wore like a hooded sweater the other day to work and some guy was like, you look like a Jedi. And I was like, okay. And he goes, trust me, it's the highest compliment I can give you. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> That's the highest compliment? <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. I, now I know a lot about you. Thanks. Next time, put that guy on the phone with me and I'll give him like 20 compliments to give you. <laughs> That are much better. So We're cutting all this out, right? No, we're keeping it all stays in. (laughs) (laughs) But what I was going to say is that it is nice that after they say the Lord's Prayer, it's not like moment where everything is fixed or they Mm -hmm. all die. Like it's just a moment that they had together, but it doesn't affect the outcome, which I I thought that that was more accurate. I agree. It was very calming. Yeah. Because Bess needed to get calmed down. She didn't have the drugs. Yeah. No, no drugs in that house. Unfortunately, come to my house. You can, you can someone can give birth in this house. They'd be fine as far as drugs go. Yeah. Um, while that's going on, Dawson finds Joey outside, and that's when we learn that Joey is not upset because she's worried about seeing Bess, but because Bess, who uh, we learned looks exactly like Joey's mom, is 
in pain. And that's a reminder of when Joey's mom was really sick. I mean, that is how genetics work. Yeah. So it's just a bummer of a flashback for her. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, sorry, that's so triggering for you, but your sister still needs you. Yeah. And that's kind of what Dawson, again, great episode for Dawson. Dawson says, I know. Uh, why don't you go in there and hold your sister's hand? And Joey goes in there. I mean, <laughs> Joey goes in there and then like puts like one finger on <laughs> Bess's shoulder <laughs> and is like, I'm here <laughs> with her little finger on her shoulder. It's like, you could not have been less comforting. <laughs> it made me laugh. She was just like, hello? Oh, so this is like still happening? You're still having this? Is it over? No? Okay, well, I'm here for you. And she's like touching her with a 39 and a half foot pole. That's a Grinch reference, yo. <laughs> After the school board meeting, Deputy Doug, the jerk, finds Tamara and just shits on Pacey again because obviously he believes that Pacey made the whole thing up. He has zero faith in his brother. So they are after that speech. And even if it was, even if it were true, why not go to your brother and be like, that was really brave. Yeah, I agree. But no. But no, Doug blows. There's really not more to say about him. And it's, it just sucks. I feel bad that Pacey doesn't have a good support system. I know. Well, he does in Dawson. Yeah. Yeah, that's why that friendship is so important. And even Joey, arguably, because Joey was pretty nice to him, too. After <laughs> she called him jailbait. Yeah, but you gotta poke the bear a little bit. It's funny. Gotta go for the joke first, you know? Totally. Then back at Dawson's, Bessie's exhausted, but Joey comes back just in time to hold her hand, and then boom, through the support of Katie Holmes's one tiny little finger on her shoulder, <laughs> the baby is born. <laughs> baby here. <laughs> Uh, Pacey heads over to tomorrow's where he assumes that everyone can just move on and they can stay together, which is so sweet and naive. I know. Uh, And then tomorrow says they can't get back together because she's leaving Cape side. She has not started packing in one day. She, she started her day with a career by the end of this day. She has neither lover nor job. And she has already decided to go to Rochester, which is seven hours away, I looked it up, from where <laughs> this is, by tomorrow evening, she says, I'll be in my sister's place in Rochester. You haven't even started packing up your house. You've done nothing. How long are these days? Yo, Cape Side days is like Alaska days. You never, the sun never goes down. <laughs> sun, well, they, it dips it down. It does for- when you need a good canoe shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And that bad boy's right back up in the sky. Um, Yeah. This is where we learn that she actually is 36. And here's something that I want to say. I'm 36. And so now I feel like we made too many pushing 40 jokes. And (laughs) I (laughs) did not. No, you're not in your late 30s, though. 36 is still mid 30s. Mid 30s, mid 30s, mid 30s. Um, I just think we made a lot of jokes about her age. Oh, this year, this is it for me. (laughs) This year, you're around in the late 30s corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late 30s is like old enough, too old for new dreams, but old enough to remember what that feeling was like. Aw. Right in that sweet spot of bad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And throw a pandemic into the mix and you're really thinking about what it's going to feel like when you walk into the ocean. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. Big time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you. And I'm only in my early 30s. Just wait until you start thinking about 36. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, So he says, I hope you enjoy Rochester as they say goodbye. Pacey. Oh, God. Pacey wants to have a kiss goodbye. And Tamara says, I don't think I can handle it. My God. What are you in love, Tamara? Yeah. Jesus. I... (sighs) I just... I can't. And then he says, I hope you enjoy Rochester. And she says, I hope you enjoy high school. Yeah. Nice retort. <sighs> These are not the consequences that I wanted. <laughs> no, not at all. Like, she's really getting off scot-free. And then she's going to go do it again in Rochester. Yeah. She's a serial sexual harasser. Yeah. Statutory rapist. Yeah. But we have... We talked about this in the beginning. We have two main storylines only in this episode, mm-hmm. a birth and a death, as you can say, or maybe even a rebirth. Oh. Thank you. Ashley Zazarino. I'm a writer available for hire. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, clearly she's ready. <laughs> Bitch, I've been ready. <laughs> I didn't say you had been. Just <laughs> I am ready. <laughs> I, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> over with, over with Grams. Did they name the baby Grams? 
Yes, they named the baby okay, Graham. Uh, so now Graham's um, senior, Graham senior, Graham senior. It. Yeah, um, Graham says goodnight, and Jen says goodnight before she goes to bed. Graham says, "Just because we say don't say certain things to each other doesn't mean we don't feel them." That really stuck with me. I really loved that. Yeah, it was nice, and and I think Jen likes it too. She knows what it means. I don't know what it means because I say everything I'm feeling, and it is a huge character flaw for me. <laughs> So. I enjoy it very much. I don't say everything that I'm feeling or thinking. I, I mean, but that doesn't mean you're not feeling them. Yeah, I'm like Grams without the racism. Yeah, you really <laughs> resonate with that quote. Yeah, it was very nice. You're gonna put it on a letter board. Please do. Is this the scene where uh, someone's holding the baby for the first time? Oh, <gasps> when does Joey hold the baby for the first time? <laughs> Because you know what I'm going to say. Yes. So at Joey's place, Bodie's finally home. Bodie was in like some culinary school thing. That's why we didn't see Bodie. Listen, we had to have excuses to get people out of the house. So right. Bodie, Bodie's home now. Bessie and Bodie are holding the baby. World's largest baby. That baby, <laughs> best gave birth to a 16-month-old. I wrote multiple. <laughs> I have multiple jokes. Best gave birth to a 16-month-old. Oh, that baby's mom was off camera holding that baby's beer and cigarette to finish when the scene's over. Oh, that was good. That was <laughs> a great you. linerama. You're thank funny, you. man. Thank you. So, You're funny. Um, before we get to what I know that you really want to talk about, mm-hmm. a not a fun-ish, an interesting fact oh. is that during coronavirus, shows can't shoot with babies. Oh, true. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, Az and I are both working on shows, and neither of us are going to say which show either of us are working on, but. Zaz, as I'm sure you can imagine, not being able to shoot with babies is a big problem for us right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. For the show that you are specifically working on. Yes. Yeah. Big deal. Do you remember on Heart of Dixie, the series finale? So in the series finale of Heart of Dixie, mm-hmm. Zoe Hart has a baby. Um, and Spoiler. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it yet, it's on IMDb for free, I guess. Um, um, also, a big part of the series finale is your girl. Yeah. In a little yellow dress, holding a balloon, dancing in 90 degree weather. I'm sweating. Looking so anyway. cute. Oh, my God. I did look so cute. In that scene, though, that exact scene when we you were out there dancing, and then it's like a big shot as Zoe walks away holding the baby. Do you remember... Maybe because you were dancing, you weren't there. But I just remember looking at this woman who had just had this baby. The baby was like six weeks old, like a- as young as a baby can be before they can be on camera. Right. At that that age, you can only have them on camera for 20 minutes. That's it. Because there's like times that you can have your the kids, depending on how old they are. So that age, an infant, 20 minutes. And I just remember being like watching... Uh, Rachel Bilson hold this stranger's baby and walk across Bluebell holding this baby and thinking like, I wonder why this mom decided to put her baby in a television show at six weeks Money. old. Yeah. Money. Yeah. Oh, man. So wait, what was the fun fact about that? Oh, the fun fact was that shows can't <laughs> shoot with babies right now because oh. of COVID. <laughs> yeah, they're they're compromised. Uh, anyway, anyway, enough about a very cute but definitely like sixteen year old baby because Zaz, my boy Danny G, we see a boom shot in this. We see the boom in this shot again. So my boy Danny G, listen, I love you, man. I never met you. You've had a very storied and very respectable career. Even still, I looked you up on IMDb. So I'm not making fun of you, even though it sounds like I am. My boy Danny G, the boom operator is now five for six in boom shots in Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Because we've seen a boom on every episode except for the last one. I was so excited. The drinking game was over, but no. We waited till the very end of the episode, and he was like, bloop, here it is, the boom. <laughs> and it's such a big boom mic, you know? Because, you know, the 90s. It's not like the little slim ones that we have now. It was like the really round, like as big as your head. It was, it's so cute. Yeah, it's great. I want to meet him one day. I know, Let's it's so Let's get him cute. on the show. Danny G, if you're out there. 40 minutes and 28 seconds is where the boom comes in. If anybody wants to see that big-ass boom. <laughs> I'm talking about a big ass boom. <laughs> the baby is looking at that boom like, holy shit, I'm new to this world, but I've never seen anything <laughs> like that, that before. <laughs> I'm as big as that boom. <laughs> I, I, listen, Danny G, I don't need to tell you how to do your job because I'm just a baby, but I think that boom's in frame. <laughs> <laughs> that boom might be in the shop, bro. <laughs> and it was. I was so oh, excited to see it. 
I was so excited for you. Maybe my favorite part of the whole episode. Uh, and then it's finally night in the world's longest day. We've already had second or maybe even third sunset. And yeah. so uh, Pacey walks along the beach to take one last look at Tamara with her house her in her house and him walking alone. And that's it. That's our episode. That's the end of that chapter yeah. and the end of the episode. Oh. I wonder where we move on to. So what are we... I want Pacey to have another big storyline. I like him. Well, you're in luck. Come back next week, Zaz, and also <laughs> listeners, as we talk about season one, episode seven, Detention. <gasps> Someone gets detention. Someone gets detention. I, you know what? Now that I know that it's about detention, I'm glad tomorrow's gone because that could have gotten really... Freak nasty. We have the opposite of Tamara in this episode. Interesting. I guess not really, but I don't know really what know what that means. A teacher that doesn't sleep with any of them. Which should be all of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's a nice change of pace. Zaz, why don't you tell people where they can follow, find you on Instagram? And um, you have some breaking news about your Instagram account. That by the time that people listen to this, this will not be breaking news. Yeah. It also could possibly change depending on how <gasps> scrutinized I get on a public forum. Ooh. But I am public on both Instagram and Twitter at Ashley Zaz, Z-A-Z-Z. What about you, Kimberly? I, whoa, Kimberly. <laughs> cool. Let's switching it up. I like that. Uh, I am public also at Kim Moffat. Open to public scrutiny. Not going to take it well. So just don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me <laughs> no. either. I might even turn my comments off just so nobody like shares any kind of feelings with me. Yeah, I'm not interested in that. I share my feelings a lot. I don't want to hear anybody else's. And that's how it should be. You should be so lucky yeah. to hear Zaz's feelings and thoughts on anything and uh, <laughs> just keep yours to yourself. You can find the show on Instagram at Dawson Starlings. The Instagram is really great. Mm -hmm. A lot of really good content. A lot of really great content. Very funny. Very, you know, mm -hmm. so many factual. followers. So many followers. They they come mostly for the gestation facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We found. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but Joe Biden and Kamala Harris both follow us mm -hmm. on on Instagram as well. Yeah. So if you want to get noticed by them, follow us and see what happens. 